Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Cicerino back here to talk about All-Star Survivor, blue collar, white collar, no collar, a.k.a. Survivor Worlds Apart. That's the premise for Survivor 30. And today, I'm going to bring in Gordon Holmes, of course, from the Survivor Hall of Fame and Xfinity TV. And we are going to talk about an all-star version of the premise for the season. Again, this is not the real cast. This is not a real season. But if they were going to do an all-star version of the theme for Survivor 30... This, hopefully, is what the cast is going to be. So Gordon and I are going to go through everything. We're going to come up with our picks and come up with one cast by the end of this podcast that we would like to see as the all-star version of Survivor Worlds Apart. Now, we're hoping to get some news in the coming days about the real cast of Survivor Worlds Apart. And when that happens, I will have a podcast with Josh Wiggler talking about the things you need to know about the new cast of Survivor. So watch for that this week. Of course, Miss Survivor voting and Mr. Survivor voting is open at MissSurvivor.com. You can cast your nominations for your top three picks. And next week, we'll do our top three results show for both Miss Survivor and Mr. Survivor. So a ton of stuff going on here on Rob Has a Podcast. Now, before I get to everything with Gordon, I want to take a moment and thank our sponsor. And it's a new sponsor here on the podcast. And today's sponsor is uh, Casper Beds. Casper Beds is a mattress company, which is a very unique idea because Casper sends mattresses directly to you and they cut out the middleman of the mattress store, which really can jack up the price uh, for these mattresses. And now I could tell you how great a Casper mattress is because they have sent me one and I can tell you that it is fantastic. It's better than when Natalie and John Mish and Jacqueline got a mattress to sit and eat chicken parm. I wouldn't even dream of eating chicken parm on my new Casper mattress because it's really great, very comfortable, and I don't sleep a lot, but when I do, I want to maximize it, and that Casper mattress allows me to do just that. If you check out their website at Casper.com, it goes into all of the different science behind making the mattress. It's very high-tech. It's all sorts of memory foam and they have just the right amount of sink and the right amount of bounce with latex foam and memory foam coming together for better nights and brighter days. They'll let you have a free trial and they have a return policy for a hundred days with free delivery and painless returns. It's actually really cool how they send you the mattress. It comes to you via UPS in sort of a big box and then you take it out of the box in the room that you want the mattress to be and it's sort of just like unfolds and goes eventually to the size that it's supposed to be, which is a really cool way to be able to move a mattress around. That it is an obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price. They're made in America. It's a $500 price for a twin-size mattress, $950 for a king-size mattress, which is much cheaper than the industry average. So if you want to see more about a Casper bed, they're going to give you $50 off if you use the link casper.com slash rob. That's Casper.com slash 
Rob. Casper.com slash Rob. If you're looking for a new bed, I highly recommend that you give them a shot. That's Casper.com slash Rob. All right, everybody, let's get into this. Let's do this. White collar, blue collar, no collar, all star edition. Here is a man that a year ago we did this and we cast the perfect all-star season of Brains versus Beauty versus Brawn. And now he is back. He's the curator of Survivor Hall of Fame and talking about all things reality and much more on Xfinity TV. Uh, Here's Mr. Gordon Holmes. Gordon, how are you? Rob, I'm well. And you are right. We did cast the perfect season last year. Nobody had a single complaint with it. Everybody was perfectly happy. (laughs) It's like it had actually happened. And we were just commentating on it. So I'm looking forward to that similar level of perfection this time. People loved it. I loved it. <laughs> I, re- I re-listened to it today just to, just to get that vibe. And oh, I'm you did? Ready. Good, good. I did. So I, I'm familiar with the ground rules. But if you, if you want to lay them out for everybody. No, please, you remind please. me because you've, I didn't re-listen to it. So you, what were your takeaways? Well, the, my big takeaway is I, I kind of I, I wanted to cast it from the sense of what I wanted to see, whereas you had the better idea to cast it in what was more realistic. Like, I'm like, oh, sure, Elizabeth Hasselbeck will bring her back for the Brains tribe. And you're like, Elizabeth Hasselbeck isn't coming back. Yes. So, so um, going into this, I, I really tried to put myself in the mind of, of a producer, um, you know, what, what they want to see, what will make the best TV, things along those lines. Um, so um, what else? You said no four timers was a rule, um, although I broke that rule um, it, with my picks. Um, I think no Jay Byers was a rule. We <laughs> had. No, we didn't. That's actually a rule for this time. No Jay Byers. Um, <laughs> yes. I don't, I don't like Nicole disrespecting you. Yeah. I mean, isn't it a bit much, right? Yeah. Don't yeah. Wrong. I, love, I love Nicole, but I, I will not stand for that. Yes. Yeah, it's a bit much. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Good. Good. Well, good. Good job with uh, recapping the ground rules. Uh, do we want to revisit any of those? Are we open to four timers? Uh, we've had Boston Rob has played four times. Rupert has played four times. Are we open to the four timers? I am just because I, I wanted to make sure I had one person that epitomized what white collar or blue collar or no collar means to me when I think of Survivor. And one of those people, if they get the call and they will, because this is perfect, um, will be a four timer. Okay. Can I throw out another wrinkle for you? Go for it. Could we, do you want to play by the rules of uh, people that we cast on the original All-Star Brains versus Beauty versus Braun are not eligible for this season or is everybody in play? Wait, hold on. Um, all right, I got at least one. <laughs> no, I have several. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, too late, too late. We're doing it. All right, all right, fine, fine. All right, everybody's in play. Uh, so, uh. Yes on four timers. Uh, any other restrictions that, again, the rules are that, you know, don't say like, oh, well, Colleen Haskell will be on the blue collar tribe. You know, we're not, if they're not really going to be on the show, you know, if there's not a realistic chance that they'll say yes, uh, let's not do this exercise. Like, let's not include them. Precisely. And before we jump into this, I had a couple thoughts to, to get out beforehand. First of all, no, Jay Byers. Sorry, Jay. Um, second of all, I went through, I was, I was in, uh, Nicaragua for the filming the first three days of uh, Survivor Worlds Apart. And Jeff Probst has a very different view of white collar than I have. Uh, To me, white collar means, you know, any kind of job that requires like, you know, super education, like a lawyer, a doctor or, you know, CEOs, things along those lines. That was always my impression when you said white collar, where Jeff's Jeff seems to think anybody who's willing to um, stab people in the back to get ahead or somebody. Um, yeah, that, that was kind of his take on it. So, um, 
I kind of embraced that a little bit, although the people in my white collar list are people that I think have white collar jobs. Yeah. So is white collar and blue collar just code for Jeff as like heroes versus villains? I think it might be. <laughs> it's, it's heroes versus villains versus people don't give a crap. Okay. Well, that is good to bear in mind as a uh, rumor is that we are going to be getting the actual Survivor 30 cast announcement uh, in the near future. I'm hearing a lot of chatter on the Survivor wire that there no could be a cast announcement coming soon. I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. All right. So I'm just telling you what my people are telling me on the on the wire. Okay. It's it's on the web. So it yes, must be true. A lot of, we're seeing a lot of chatter out there on message boards. Okay. Okay. Um the I don't know what you're talking about, but um the second thing I wanted to talk about was with the players from the much earlier seasons. And the example I'm gonna use here is Boston Rob. Uh, Boston Rob on his first season, I think he was listed as a construction worker. Yeah. Um, which most people would think is a blue collar job. However, you know, nowadays he's you know, he's producing reality TV shows and who knows what else he's doing, writing books of rules, things along those lines. Sure. So it was kind of hard with old timers to really know what they were up to. So it might uh, it might take a rap universe, rap nation. Um, I forget which one it is. Rap. Rob co. has a planet. Rob has a planet. Yes. To read to let us know if we're way off base in some of these. Like, you know, if we have somebody who went on to become a CEO um, and originally they were, you know, a, a ditch digger. Let us know. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, we have a good sense. I think that the blue collar thing is more of a state of mind uh, for me than anything. But I think that you could probably live with Boston Rob as a blue collar. He's not on my list, but I'd say he probably would still qualify as a blue collar guy. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, I mean, I looked up on Wikipedia to be sure, to be precise, what the white collar and blue collar definitions are. According to Wikipedia, a white-collar person is a white-collar worker typically performs work in an office environment and may involve sitting at a computer or a desk. So technically, that would make me white-collar. Okay. <laughs> uh, even though I, I identify probably as a no-collar. Uh, and blue-collar, this has a little more precise. A blue-collar worker is a working-class person who performs manual labor. Blue-collar work may involve skilled or unskilled manufacturing, mining, sanitation, custodian work, oil field, construction, mechanical, maintenance, warehousing, firefighting, technical installation, or many other types of work, often uh, something typically with being built or maintained. That's blue-collar. Okay. And then also Wikipedia went into pink collar, which is sort of service oh. industry, uh, and scarlet collar, which we are not going to get into on this podcast. Scarlet collar—that's surely they mean no collar. <laughs> no, scarlet collar is something different. Which Collarless we don't. People. <laughs> which we don't want. Uh, I'm going to go on a bit of a rant here. How are there not white buffs for the white collar and flesh tone? buffs for the no collars <laughs> yeah a flesh tone buff would be good i guess you probably would need to match everybody's flesh color yeah that could open them up for some trouble what could you have sort of like a cellophane buff a clear buff yes a clear buff i like this they need to talk to us beforehand i don't understand why they don't <laughs> we'd have lots of good ideas all right so uh those are all of uh the ideas uh so from your takeaways from being there in Survivor 30, from what you could tell us at this point, uh, so are we safe to go at three tribes, six members on each of these three, uh, white collar, blue collar, no collar? Yeah, I think that's, I think that's safe to say. 
Okay. Uh, very, very good. Before we jump into this, uh, any anything else you wanna you wanna touch on from the world of Gordon Holmes? Everything going good? Oh, everything's delightful. Yes, I saw you had you were breaking uh, Amazing Race casting news today. Yeah, um, they got a new kid on the block. They have yeah. Notes. They have blind dates. It's going to be insane. Yeah, and for people who don't know, uh, like they literally have one of the new kids on the block on the Amazing Race this season. Yes, uh, Jonathan Knight, I believe. Yes, that was your favorite of the new kids, right? Uh, I was more of a... Uh, actually, in, in when I was in junior high school, there was a class called Library Science, which basically meant you help the librarian for a period and get an A. And there was only two people in the class, and it was me and this, this young woman, this is back when I lived in St. Louis, and she worshipped new kids on the block to the point that I got such an understanding and appreciation for them, even, even not being a fan of their music. Um, but yeah, um, as far as a favorite, I guess I'd go with Donnie. He was kind of the bad boy. <laughs> yes, the bad boy. Uh, I saw a funny episode of the Goldbergs uh, this past uh, week or so uh, about New Kids on the Block. So perfect timing. Excellent. Okay. All right. So which of the three tribes do you want to start with, Gordon? Oh boy, let's start off. Let's start off white collar. They, they push their way to the head of the line. They're horrible, uh, terrible people, according to Mr. Probst. Let's uh, let's start there. Okay. See, again, uh, that is not how I came up with my list, but uh, we can go ahead and try to reconcile this. There, there are shades of that in mind, but for the majority, I, I, I thought of white-collar people. It's like you said, people who work in an office in front of a computer. People like uh, the bad boy of podcasting, Rob Sesternino. Yes. I mean, in my mind, I'm thinking people that are executives, people uh, that are you know, lawyers, people that are doctors, uh, this sort of thing. This is uh, these are white collar people in my mind. So you're saying you're more of a plaid collar? <laughs> certainly, certainly. But I feel like those are more of the you know, you know, very well paying sort of. You know, you don't really get your hands dirty, with the exception of the doctor thing uh, type right. jobs. Right. Okay. All right. So how did we do this in the last one? Did we go back and forth? Uh, we picked a gender, and then we kind of rattled off our three and, and discussed the merits and et cetera. And then once, and then we would debate over, well, this person shouldn't be in this tribe with this person because they have a history or they're not going to do well in challenges, things along those lines. And then we kind of narrowed it down to a six. Okay. All right. So, but I have more than three for each category. Well, we, we have, you know, our, our honorable mentions and things okay. along those lines. Okay, good. All right. So why don't you go first? Give me your first white collar mail for Survivor All-Stars Worlds Apart. Uh, my first white collar male from Survivor Blood versus Water. We didn't see a ton of him, but he I think he had a ton of potential. I want to see him again. Definitely fits the white collar mold. I'm talking about uh, John, as in Candace, Cody. John Cody. Good. Yes. Okay, good. He was one of my honorable mentions, so I'm glad I don't have to uh, bring him into the fold. He just seems like somebody that um, you, you think of white collar. Like he, he kind of was the first male that really popped into my brain just because, you know, he's like, Captain America and, you know, uh, you know, he's, he's a doctor. He, he, he really seemed to stick out to me as somebody I'd like to see again. Um, so, uh, John Cody. There's- Good. Okay. John Cody. Um, let's go through our white collar people. I'm going to give somebody, I think he was pretty cl- close. I think he was in the mix for all stars, brains versus beauty versus brawn. Uh, give me a little bit of Marty Piombo. Marty Piombo is a name that always keeps coming up when people talk about survivors they want to see again. Um, I, I, 
for the life of me, I don't remember much of what happened during Survivor Nicaragua. I think I've been trying to, to black it out. But like, I remember he was my favorite going into it, uh, a smart guy. Uh, was, was he an executive with... Um, I want to say, yeah, he was like a Yahoo executive. So he definitely has the work resume. I think he has the survivor resume to warrant the all-star appearance. I feel like he would be a good person. He's definitely got the white collar hair. He definitely, well, and after a couple days in the uh, Nicaraguan uh, heat, he he certainly has some unique hair. Yes, yes. So I got him on my list, um, on my short list of white collar all-star men. Okay. Um, should I go next? Yes, please. Okay, so this is one, um, you know, to get some star power out there, to get a former champ out there. Um, and now that he is no longer, uh, maybe he is still writing for CBS, but now that his, his show is done, maybe he has some time, but he also has that Harvard pedigree uh, with his law degree. I'm, of course, talking about uh, Survivor, Caramel and fans versus favorite champ. John Cochran. Yeah, Cochran. Okay. Yeah, I got Cochran on my uh, honorable mentions as well. So he's somebody who would be interesting to see in the mix. I Technically, I'm not so sure if he is white collar anymore. I feel like he left the white collar life behind for a life of no collar. Yeah, that's, that's the, like the tricky thing is like you've got somebody who through his first two appearances, clearly a white collar, but now you could you could, you know, nudge him over to the no collars. Yes. No, he's definitely in the mix, but I feel like he doesn't necessarily carry himself like a white collar. Like I want my white collar people to be more of like, uh, you know, um, you know, a, a heavy hitter, like a Gordon Gecko type uh, white collar people. Oh, I thought you were say Gordon Holmes. Yes, a Gordon Holmes type. I was so excited. And then, uh, yeah. Damn it, Rob. So Cochran, I mean, he certainly fits the description of, uh, you know, white collar in a lot of ways. But I'm not sure if uh, he was on my list. I'm not sure if, he, if he's in the final, the final, because it's only three men that we get to pick. Precisely. Yeah, three men. So, okay, Cochran. Okay, how about somebody who uh, they would only be a, th- a third-time player, believe it or not, but I feel like uh, there's nobody maybe that might better exemplify, you know, a white-collar person. How about Richard Hatch? Ah, oh, Richard Hatch. I, there, I love the man and would love to see him again. Um, and I think I said this last time. In fact, I know I said it because I was just listening. Um, it seems like a, a waste to to not save Hatch for that eventual, you know, champions Survivor Forty, uh, champions. Throwdown. Now it's forty. We moved it back to forty. What do you want me to do? Like, there's, it's got to be a nice round number and forty. No, that would that when we get to forty, that's like, hey, instead of trying to do a, a all star fortieth season, it's just our fortieth season. I here I said it is just our 40th season. That's what Burnett said. Um, <laughs> here's the thing: is that my opinion on a season like this that um, is kind of like a mishmash of like a crazy weird amount of all stars is that this is your opportunity for your players that you know your former champions, people that have done well, to get some 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 shine on them so that they're better suited to become uh, to be promoted to your heroes versus villain, villains, your all stars, like you know, like Sari or poverty or someone along those lines who was made like you, you brought them back because you know this was a lesser season and then they kind of exploded and then kind of graduated in that higher tier so like richard hatch is already the king of that tier to me so mm-hmm. 
Um, I, I save him for later. I understand what you're saying, but this like sort of like if you were going to put these all-star seasons on the WWE calendar, uh, like there is no sort of SummerSlam type all-star season on the way to a WrestleMania all-star season. Like they've only had been two true all-star seasons in the history of the show. There's never been sort of like a lower tier all-star season. We've just had fans versus favorites and people who come back for like one or two returnees or three returnees with a bunch of new people. Well, the thing is, is like if, if, you know, God forbid the, the ratings hit the toilet and, you know, we're doing two more seasons, we're going to do 31 and 32 and then that's it. You know, 32 would be like a big blowout in the hopes that, that, that it would capture people's okay. imagination and the show could get a stay of execution. That's, that's where my Richard hatches. That's fine. That's, that's when I, that's when I pull a, a truck full of money up to poverty's front door. That's when I, you know, um, beg on my hands and knees to get Boston Rob to come back. And I, I don't think Richard Hatch is needed here. All right, that's fine. I'm not going to fight too hard uh, to get Richard Hatch. And we've got a wealth, no pun intended, with the white collar tribe of people that we can go to here. Well, this my next pick, and this is what I'm talking about. There is a generation of kids who don't know who Yul Kwan is. Ooh. Don't, don't appreciate Yul Kwan, who was part of our all-star Beauty Brains Braun uh, team, I believe the on the brains team. Like they, these people, got to know that Yule is um, it just a, a was just had a, a fantastic run his first season. Even though I, Magic Idol aside, um, let, let's let him do it again. Let's 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 let him prove that wasn't a fluke. So like I want to get my Yule Kwan back in there. Okay, fair enough. Um, how about uh, somebody of the more recent seasons? Uh, what do you think of Spencer Bledsoe? Spencer was was one I had a tough time finding a place for, and I didn't. Um, just because, you know, is he white? Like, is he any color? He's a student right now, so it was kind of tough to place him. Obviously, it would seem to make sense kind of with the white collar, but uh, I left him off my list for the reason, just because, you know, being a student. Okay, fair enough. Uh, who else you got? Oh, uh, okay. Um, so when I, I did Survivor Blood versus Water, when I first saw the cast list and saw Jervis was there, I was oh, eh, I wasn't impressed until I talked to Jervis, and I was like, it like the the little kid in me came out that that fell in love with Survivor. I'm talking to the guy who was in that first season, and that really, really kind of uh, struck a chord with me. So I, I'm I'm really into bringing like the super early seasons back, and this is a, this is a crazy pick. And I, I thought you were going to pitch Jervis here. No, no, no. Um, he's, he's been back, but like, if I, if you saw Sean Kniff, Dr. Sean, <laughs> oh, with, Dr. With Sean, his, with his chest shaving and his voting by the, by the letters, like who wouldn't love I, as, as a, as a, as a long time fan, I would love to see it. I don't know how, how good he would be gameplay wise, but, um, it, it would be something I'd like to see. Uh, okay. That would be fun, uh, to see what an older, uh, Sean Kniff, uh, might be. How about this? Somebody also, I'm going to go back to Survivor Kageon, going to go back to the well. And how about somebody who I think would be a fantastic returnee? How about David Sampson? David Sampson. I thought of him just based on, does it get more white collar than, you know? <laughs> no. Than his than running the Marlins, uh, <laughs> but I, again, I don't. Did we see enough of them? Is it? It's, it's always weird to bring back the first person out. Yeah, but um, look, that I think that there is gold there with David Sampson. Well, you know, he, his October's are free, so if they were shooting 
uh, in October, he'd be able to, to come to come play. So, all right, I, I could be talked into that. Okay, David Sampson is in is in the mix. Uh, who else you got? You have some more honorable mentions? Well, yeah, um, my original white-collar male side had John Cody and Yul Kwan, two very um, significant challenge competitors. So one of the names I was kind of bouncing around to, to kind of round that out so it wouldn't be such a, a dominant uh, on the male side was uh, from Survivor Redemption Island, uh, attorney David Murphy. Uh, yes, I have him as well on my there you list. Go. Uh, again, somebody who, you know, you would just need the clip of him um, advocating for Boston Robin's <laughs> final tribal, and people would remember who he is. Yes. And what about the clip of him proposing to Carolina? Maybe the most awkward moment uh, <laughs> in Survivor history. Um, she said yes, but she did not look like she wanted to. <laughs> yes, and uh, she ultimately, I don't believe, did say yes. Well, that's unfortunate. Yeah, it's a sad, uh, it's a sad story. Because <laughs> uh, we're we're all rooting for the lovebirds of Survivor. Yes. Um, you know, I would be remiss if I did not bring up somebody who did make it to All Star Brains versus Brawn. Uh, my amazing Know It All's co-host. How about Stephen Fishback? Uh, is that bell located to your left or your right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Am I uh, right here? Oh, could you could just hit it once? Yes. Yes, I had Stephen Fishbach as well. Good, good. Although I'm not sure what his occupation is these days other than co-host. Yes, yes. Well, look, that involves sitting at a desk and in front of a computer. Okay, fair enough. Yes, those are the two big things. Um, just a, a couple of other honorable mention people. Uh, John Carroll, Survivor Marquesas, uh, could, be, uh, could be a good person. Uh, I also had Andrew Savage. Wore a suit to the island. If you wore a okay. suit to the island, I think you're almost automatically in the running for white collar. Okay. I don't think I wouldn't even bring a suit in my bag to go on Survivor. Well, my understanding was they say wear what you would wear to work for like a photo shoot. And then they're like, haha, psych, here comes the game. Yeah. And they throw you out there and you're wearing your suit. Yeah. It's the oldest trick in the book. But in that, in that case, you have a shirt, you have a shirt underneath, you have a jacket, you have pants, you have socks, you have shoes. Yeah. Uh, when I went on Survivor All-Stars, like I had like, I got on the plane in like cargo pants. I had like an extra set of underwear in my like cargo pants, like pockets. I, I was ready. Charlie Herschel told a story about how he snuck extra underwear into the game by wearing like several layers. Yeah, you got to. You got to. They can only fool you once with that trick. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Gordon, all right, let's get down to crunch time on white collar men. Uh, who do you feel strong about? Who's your must have? Well, we both. Was John Cody on your starting lineup? Uh, I had him more as an honorable mention, but, uh, you know, I am not opposed to uh, punching him, punching his ticket. Uh, John Cody, I felt strongly about. Um, other than that, like, I could, I could be swayed. Um, I had like Yul Kwan, David Murphy, John Cocker, and Sean Kniff, Stephen Fishbach, and Marty Piombo. That, okay. That's that's who we have. All right. If you uh punch Marty Piombo's ticket, uh I'll green light John Cody. Marty Piombo. Okay, I could go for that. Like he's Marty's someone who, you know, despite being in a season that's not very popular, despite not making it very far, someone who's really seemed to have stuck in people's um, subconscious. Is that right? Is that where you get stuck? Um, so I, I, w- I would agree with Marty Piombo. He could be in their actual conscious. Their actual? Conscious. Yeah, their front conscious. Top of All mind, right. Marty Piombo. Of most okay. fans. Okay. Uh, who's our third person? All right. Do we need to? We have a 
older guy in Marty Piombo. Uh, we have a you know m- more middle middle of the road guy, uh, John Cody. Probably like what is he thirty five? John Cody. Yeah, but he's you know he's still like super built. Yeah. Do we need a guy that's in their twenties to sort of <laughs> balance it out? Is is Cochran our guy in his twenties? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Cochran would be good. Are we going to get complaints of like, oh, Cochran again? Are people are are these Survivor fan want more Cochran? Well, if we go with Stephen Fishbach, um, this will be his second time making one of our. That's all-star true. Lists. All right, I'm, I could do Cochran. I think we can uh, get Cochran in there. I feel like there will be a loud vocal minority. No, I could, uh, I can go. My, my I get how is John Cochran even white collar anymore? Is he no collar? Stephen Fishbach, like, and especially if we're talking about challenge strength, you've got John who's on one end of the spectrum, Marty maybe a little closer to the other, and then someone like Stephen who's kind of in the middle because he, you know, he's 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 decent physically and obviously does very well with puzzles. So um, I would not be opposed to Stephen Fishbach. Uh, uh, there, there might be cries of is it nepotism? Um, but you're not related. Yeah. Well, nepotism. I would say. That Steven, only because we cast him on the last all-star thing, that he can sit this one out uh, and we could put Cochran through. I think that's okay. All right. So I we think had... the average Survivor fan will be very excited to see Cochran return. But I feel cool. like uh, there will be a, at least five people in the comments section of this website that will, will probably be annoyed. Well, something else to bear in mind is when I was thinking about casting, I kind of divided everybody. There's like three different kind of fans. There's the people that always watch Survivor. And of them, you have casual fans and you have hardcore fans. Yeah. Your casual fans are your ones who who like the Ruperts. And your hardcore fans are, you know, the the ones Those who... are the people that see Jeff on the streets, right? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> that I, I Jeff might... always references yes. the people on the streets. Yes, the, the casuals are your people on your streets. And your hardcores are, you know, your people who are, are going to be more into like your, you know, your... Your your Laura Alexander fans, exactly. Yes, uh, you know I, I want to say Malcolm, but he's kind of got you know that that kind of casual. But you know what I'm talking about, like the hardcore fans that um, like when's Terry Deets coming back? Okay, um, and then you have your outsiders. Your outsiders are your people that you know. I watch Survivor when everybody watched Survivor during Borneo and Australia, and then I stopped. And then maybe if they see that your your Sean Kniff is coming back. I'm like, oh, that's the guy, the, the doctor that voted with the, the letters. Um, mate, like, there's also the opportunity to appeal to them as well. And I think John Cochran definitely has that that casual appeal. He's someone that, oh, I remember him. He's funny and yeah. he did a good job. Well, here's my question though about Cochran: Will he come back? That's a good question. I mean, that that depends on you know what's going on with his writing career. He might have already picked up a show, another show. Who knows? Um, he, he might not think he can do better than winning an entire season and decide yeah. to sit one out. But, I mean, uh, in talking to him, I don't get the sense he wants to do Survivor again. That's the thing. We may not be able to get John Cochran. Do we have an alternate? Stephen Fishback. Stephen Fishback is the is the alternate for the White Collar yes, team? We'll have Stephen Fishback be our alternate. Okay. We'll re- we may revisit this also depending on some of the women and anybody else that we cast also. I think we did that once or twice with the all-star brains versus beauty versus brawn, right? Nothing set in stone just yet. Yes. It's not, it's not perfect. It yes. will be perfect. Yes. We're like Lynn Spillman and we're putting people on our bulletin board, but you know, we're not making the calls yet. 
It takes her months. It takes you and I about a, about a, an, an hour and a half. An hour and a half. So it's but it's a very fluid ninety minutes. Precisely. We just work so well together. Yes. All right. White collar women. All right. White collar women. I told you when I thought of white, blue, and no. My first instinct was which survivor kind of encompasses this term for me. And for white collar, I kept coming back to Eliza Orleans. Hmm, Eliza. And this is somebody who, aside from being a lawyer, which of course would qualify as white collar, if you follow her on Twitter, she doesn't care who she's talking to. She She will curse out anybody. It is a thing of beauty. If you are not following Eliza on Twitter, I highly recommend you do so. Um, when Tony, at E. Orleans. At E. Orleans. When Tony was, was, was stabbing people in the back um, in Survivor 28, she was going off on how dirty all cops are, and he's another dirty cop. She doesn't care. Yeah. This is somebody, it is long overdue that Eliza has been on the show, and she just missed our, our fantasy, fantasy? Um, beauty, brains, bronze. Uh, I believe we went with uh, Sophie Clark. Um, no, no, no. We went with Sierra. Yes, yes, I recall that. It's Eliza's time has come. If anything, just to show these Johnny come lately, how to roll your eyes at tribal council. Yes. So Eliza gets my vote. Okay, she's right there in the mix. All right, so then I'll tell you somebody who's on my must-have list. And this person uh, also made the cut for All-Star Brains versus Beauty versus Brawn. Uh, what did we, what did we put them, uh, this person under? I'm trying to remember. Uh, oh, I, I think as a, uh, in the, on the Braun tribe, uh, give me former Miss Survivor. I uh, give me RC as a white collar person. Okay. Um, I, I believe RC was on the Braun tribe because she was like a swimming power. Yes. Yes. Okay. RC Good. I'm glad we figured out a way to squeeze her in there. I, I want to see RC back on Survivor. Well, she just missed it with that, that blood versus water. She was uh, right there. She became Miss Survivor. They said, well, okay, well, if she's Miss Survivor, we got to put her back on the show. And right. then uh, after that, then uh, she just missed the cut. But she's owed a Survivor appearance. And I want, she's good TV uh, that she walks in a room, uh, getting in fights with all these people. Uh, drama follows her like a magnet. You got to have her on the show. Now, are we worried about we're going to run into a little bit of wine and cheese issue with her and Eliza on the same drive? Okay, we might only be oh, able to some, take one. We'll, later, we'll see. Right? We'll see. We'll, we'll get to that. Okay. Okay, R.C. St. Amour. Uh, second on my list, I'm not really in any order. I'm just going to throw out names. Um, again, I like my chance to come back. I love the, the opportunity of seeing someone, um, their, their torch snuff that's never been snuffed before. Um, she won Survivor Philippines. Uh, I believe she's a sex therapist, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and of course about Denise Stapley. Denise, uh, interesting. Denise, just, uh, just a, like maybe not the the mo- the best from a drama standpoint, but just a hell of a player. Someone I'd love to see back. Okay, um, let me give you somebody on my list again. I don't know if they would do it, but they were working in the world of real estate, I believe, and somebody who I fell in love with all over again doing the evolution of strategy when I rewatched Survivor Marquesas uh, this summer. Give me Kathy Vavrick O'Brien. She was somebody I did research into try to figure out what collar she was because she's so she is delightful she's a lot of fun to watch um 
I, I wish I knew what she was doing these days. That's my only concern with, with casting her. Yeah, I believe she's in real estate, which for my money is white collar. I think I would agree with yeah. that. If she was building the house, that's blue collar. She's selling Mm -hmm. the house, that's white collar. She doesn't have a house, that's no collar. (laughs) She lives in a hut, that is no (laughs) collar. All right. Um, Next on my list. um, You don't have a house, you are no collar. Dreams, no collar. um, Next up, um, I had, and this kind of goes into Prope's take on the the white collar people will, will, um, you know, stab you in the back. Um, She is... Maybe one of my all-time favorites. Um, she's just so funny, and uh, I, I hope you have her back for her cast assessment um, in the next couple uh, weeks, whenever the cast gets announced. I'm, of course, talking about uh, Miss Karinka. Yes, also on my list. Good call. What is she doing these days? Is she? Uh, I believe she was uh, the people pharmaceutical pitch. sales. Pharma- pharmaceutical sales. That's it. So that yeah. I would consider that to be white collar. Yes, I think so. Um, especially you're working in the medical field. Um, that would be uh, white collar in my book. How about somebody oh, who is uh, going back to the lawyer well of recent seasons? Uh, how about a little chaos cast for you? Chaos cast. Um, I actually voted for her for Miss Survivor. I know I'm not sure <laughs> Whoa. who I voted for. I absolutely voted for her for Miss Survivor. I think having her in the mix is, is, is comedy gold. She's Would be a she, lively debate. Exactly. That's that's what I'm hoping for. A very lively debate. So, uh, Chaos Cass, I, I don't agree with every move she makes, but I, I can't uh, dispute the fact that she she is is very entertaining um, from from the being the straw that, that stirs the drink. Okay. Yeah. Very, very good. Very good. Um, who else do you have in the mix? Uh, this is the last uh, name I had on my female side. I'm not even sure what she's doing these days. Um, hopefully something. In the, she, she struck me as a white collar type of gal. Um, one of my favorite champs of all time from Survivor South Pacific. I'm yeah. talking about Sophie Clark. Yeah, I got her on my list too. She's also, she made the cut for All-Star Brains versus Beauty versus Brawn. Yes. Um, just the other couple of names I had on my list. Um, again, uh, a back to the medical profession, Sari uh, Fields uh, is a nurse. Uh, mm-hmm. I Again, I don't know if you want to put her aside with Richard Hatch for whatever season the 40 <laughs> might be. Uh I have uh, Candace Cody, but I feel like we can't have Candace and John Cody. Uh, and what about from Survivor Nicaragua? What about Doctor slash Nurse Jill? Uh, was that Jillian Bem? I yes, believe. yes. That was another name that came out last time we did this, and it's it's the same thing with Marty. Where it's like I remember thinking they were a strong player. They got the wrong end of a tribe switch, but I wouldn't have super high on my list yeah i'm just honorable mentions honorable mentions okay. all right so we need three women here okay, all right so nope. here are the names that are in 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 play uh eliza rc kathy uh corinne chaos Cass, and denise <laughs> and i feel like you have some pairs here where it's like i think it's like it's kathy or chaos Cass. um you have you know uh Maybe a, a couple other, I don't know, maybe do you have, is it or Denise also, if we're going to just sort of look at this from age demographics? So Kathy, Denise, or was that Jillian and uh, Sari? Yeah. So, okay. So I think Sari, we're probably going to save her. If we're saving Richard Hatch, we should save Sari, right? Yes. There's always, here's the thing, as, as a former champion, there's always going to be a reason to bring back Denise. And I, I do like the idea of, you know, introducing the youngsters 
um, you know, to the, to the Yule Kwans and the Kathy O'Briens. So um, I think of that group, I'm going with Kathy. Okay, so we're going to bring Kathy over Chaos Cass. Okay, so now uh, we've got Eliza, RC, and Corinne, and we need two of the three. Yeah, and again, Eliza and RC are buddies. Yes. Thick as thieves, those two. I'd love to have them both. I wish they didn't hang out together. They do know each other, and that is that is a thing, and we don't want there to be any sort of wine and cheese sort of pregame talk. Precisely, especially if Stephen Fishbach, if, if Cochran doesn't want to play and Stephen decides to take his place. Yes, yes. Too much, too much wine, too much cheese. Yeah, I mean, we have a lot of sass here between Eliza, R.C., and Corinne. Yeah, and Corinne is my heart. Yes. Um, I don't think she's as tight with Eliza and R.C., so I, I think we give Corinne the space, and then we have to, you know, pick between our favorite children, Eliza yes. and R.C. boy. All right. It's a real Rafe's choice here. Uh, Eliza or RC? Oh, this hurts my heart. Yeah. Um, okay. I love Eliza. Yes. Up the, like, just period. But there, as we go through this list, I think I have a very good reason to keep RC around. Okay. All right. So right now, we'll go RC, Corinne, and Kathy. And then Eliza is the alternate right now. Okay. All right. Okay. All right, let's talk about blue collar. Let's do the women first. Let's be fair here. Right. We did the men first for the white collar. Let's do the women first here for blue collar. And uh, blue collar women. All right. Uh, does Jeff define blue collar women by any special definitions? They're just good hearted people. Not like those evil bastard white collar monsters. Yes. Good. All right. Good hearted people. Oh, I do boy. have one quick question before we get into this. Yes. Where do you think the military um, comes in? Well, I feel like the military is blue collar. Right. You know, they're out there. They're, they're protecting us. They're, you know, getting dirt under their fingernails. I, I feel that's like a blue collar gig. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. probably technically not that, but by the definition of uh, skilled or unskilled manufacturing, mining, sanitation, custodian work, oil field construction, uh, mechanical maintenance, warehousing, firefighting, technical installation, or other types of physical work. Uh, I feel like if boot camp is involved, I feel like that's a blue collar yeah. occupation. The camo collar, but for the, the purposes of this exercise, we will call them blue collar. Yes. Okay. All right, give me your first blue-collar lady. All right, again, thinking of who from Survivor history epitomizes blue-collar, and the name that came to my head, the first face that kept popping up in my field of vision was from Survivor Borneo and Survivor All-Stars, Sue Hawk. Oh, that's a great pick. Great pick. Right? Is Sue Hawk going to play Survivor All-Star White collar, blue collar, no collar. <laughs> that, yeah, that she just, and, and again, this goes back to the thing I was saying about Jervis and, and Sean Kniff, where, man, like, the, if you, if you wanted to, to catch those people that watched it, you know, 15 years ago, the out, like, the outsiders I've been calling them, like, Sue Hawk is, people remember that speech. It won the Survivor Hall of Fame for best tribal council of all time. Yeah. Um, Sue Hawk, if, if she would do it, is a home run pick. All right, let's role play here. Do you want to be uh, Lynn Spillman, Mark Burnett, or Jeff Probst calling Sue Hawk? 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't think Jeff would want to do it. Okay. Um, but yeah, when you get Burnett to make the call, that's 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 the real deal. All right. So you want to be Burnett and I'll be Sue Hawk. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Uh, Sue, I have a fabulous idea for you. Oh, hi. Hey, wh- hey, what's going on, Mark? Uh, things are fabulous, fabulous here. I, I was just wanting to, to, to drop you a, a, a query. Uh, perhaps um, you would be interested in returning for Survivor? <laughs> he says query, Mark Burnett? Is that right? I don't know. I didn't expect role-playing, Bob. <laughs> oh, you know, Mark, I, you know, I don't really know if I want to do it. It's been so long. I haven't really been keeping up with the show. You... It'll be, this, is, this is one thing Burnett always says. It'll be epic. It'll be totally epic. Uh, well, you know, I don't really have any money anymore these days. So, uh, what are you going to pay me some money to go do it? I'll do it. If you pay me money, I'll tell you what, Sue, if you win survivor, I will give you one million dollars. <laughs> uh, but you're not going to bring back rich, right? No, no. We're saving him for a fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm in. <laughs> and scene. Yes. Okay. Good, good. Yeah, I think they'd probably, I don't know if they could, like, sweeten the pot for her. I feel like she'd, like, hold out for some more money, and then if they gave it to her, I feel like, uh, like, I think she's probably in. Okay. That's, well, I, I think our, our dramatization there was very scientific, so I, I can't imagine her not doing it. <laughs> All right. Sue Hawk. All right, I've got somebody blue collar for you. Uh, how about somebody, a Survivor finalist, no less, uh, from the season of Survivor Vanuatu, what about a little Twyla Tanner action for you? Wow. Okay. She she is a heck. She was a heck of a villain back then. Like nobody, <laughs> yes. nobody. Uh, you know, she and she was someone who just, you know, someone's a villain because like, haha, I'll show you. Or but like, and someone just you, you feel bad because they they're just kind of being who they are. Yeah. Um. So I, 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 it's it's unfortunate, but like, yeah, like that's not like a an obvious pick, but when you think about it, a, probably a pretty solid pick. Yeah. Yeah. Twyla Tanner. I'm telling you, that would be. There is no Survivor woman who's more blue collar. I agree. <laughs> okay. Except for except for maybe my next pick. Oh. Um. And this one is out there. Um. You know, we were talking about casual versus hardcore fans, and it's always interesting. The people the casuals love tend to be the people hardcores hate. You know, Rupert is is a wonderful gentleman, but you know the hardcore people aren't into him. They're sick of hearing about him. Um, you know, like basically a good rule of thumb is if my mom likes them, odds are the hardcore fans hate them. Yes. And my mom loved from Survivor Nicaragua, Jane. Yes, on my list as well. Nice. Yes, I believe she won the fan favorite player of the season as well. We are killing it. <laughs> yeah. Jane Bright. Bright idea by Gordon Holmes. And there's great moments like her cooking the fish and her, did she douse the fire? I don't remember exactly. I, again, I blacked out that season. Yeah. Uh, but like she is somebody who, if you need a reel of stuff to show people, remember who this is, they're going to remember. Yeah. Was that the season that you fell, you were trying to fix the toilet in your bathroom and you fell off and you hit your head and you came up with the idea for the Survivor Hall of Fame? That's uh, that's correct. <laughs> wow. Which is what makes time travel possible. Yes, yes. So that's why you had other things on your mind during Survivor Nicaragua. That's right. Okay. So 
somebody that I've wanted to bring back for so long and they've never brought her back. And I don't know if it's because they didn't want her or because she said no. I think it's probably the second thing. So it's something to consider. But I want the great blue collar survivor of Shannon Shambo Waters. Hit, hit that bell again. <laughs> oh, man. That's my top three. Shambo, Jane Bright, Sue Hawk. Wow. Are we are we completely, with the exception of Twilight, are we completely in agreement on this? I think so. Uh, my other honorable mentions here, um, I've got Trish Hegarty. Definitely a blue-collar lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tina Shear, Tim Bertina. Okay. I think she got hosed, uh, Tim Bertina. Uh, Amy O'Hara from Survivor Guatemala. Another good, wow. <laughs> could be a, a four, uh, she was a police officer. Uh, and Lil, I thought might be uh, in the mix. But pro- you're probably right. Between these four, of, although we don't have any young blue collar. I had, I had one um, additional mention, and that is she, she, we picked her for, you know, the, the perfect... Uh, Brains, Beauty, Brawn, uh, Sierra Easton. Um, I, I'm not sure exactly what she does these days. I, um, I don't know if, if she works in the family um, business or things along those lines. I, I couldn't remember if it was blue collar or no collar or actually what she's up to these days. Another one of those situations where if you wanted to fudge it, you probably could. But I like our top four so much that I'm willing to to pass on Sierra. Okay. Yeah, well, it would be nice to get Sierra back in the mix. Hmm. But do we need like a young sort of like a, you know, 20 something, you know, like a not that I'm, you know, really pushing for this person. But like, do you need like a Jeffra? Do you need like a sort of like country or blue collar type person? I would bet when, you know, the 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 uh, inferior survivor casting people, not not us. Um, they probably have a checklist and they probably make sure each tribe has a piece of eye candy for both sexes. Yeah. We don't care about that so much. Uh, what do you need eye candy for? You got Shambo and Jane Bright. That's gold. <laughs> yeah. It's survivor gold. All right. So let's, let's put again, let's put this on paper and then we'll look at our cast as a whole. All right. So are we going with Shambo, Jane and Sue? Shambo, uh, Jane. And Sue, uh, yeah, I think so. And then uh, we've got Twyla on the outside looking in right now. All right. right, Now, I I think because we have Jane and Sue on one tribe, when we go to the blue collar men, we're really going to have to make sure they have some kind of uh, challenge prowess behind them. Okay. Why? You don't think Sue is good in challenges? I think Sue was good in challenges 15 years ago when Survivor (laughs) first started. (laughs) But I feel like Sue, uh, I, I wonder, how old was Sue Hawk in the original Survivor? I do think she gets better with age, like a fine wine. Yeah, but I, I feel like Sue is like somebody that, like, when she did the first Survivor, I feel like she was like 36. Like, uh, like I feel like she's not as old as you probably think she so is. She started the show as 36. She's 51 now. Yeah, but I like, uh, let's see. Uh, how old is Sue Hawk from the original <laughs> Survivor? Uh, let's see. What was her age? I'm looking on. I'm on the Survivor Wiki. Shout out to uh, the people that put the Survivor Wiki together. Uh, so she is, yeah, 53 now. Okay. Okay. Again, not, but like, uh, you know, you probably, you know, if just like really quick, you probably say, oh, she's like 60. All right. Well, okay. well All still, right. just, 
I want this to be perfect, Rob. Okay, well, do we need to add a spring chicken to the mix? Just like last time. Yes. I think we we have to make sure that we have men to balance it out. All right, all right. So, all right, blue-collar men. Uh, Boy, I will tell you that this was the category that I had the most uh, people for. I had the most no-collars, actually. Oh, okay, good. But I have quite a few blue-collar. All right, all right. So, blue-collar bros. All right, my first pick um, is huge. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know if you want to queue up a, an audio queue. I'd appreciate that. Um, he is the winner of Survivor Kagayan, uh, Brains Beauty. I almost said Blood. Brains Beauty, uh, other one. Braun. Uh, Tony Velachos. This is huge. I need Tony! I love how the show has kind of turned into like a morning radio thing where it's all like ready to go. Yeah, we're ready to go. Uh, Yeah, Tony was on my list. Tony, you don't want to save Tony with Richard Hatch and Sari? I I, I think you can't hurt Tony by coming out here. Like, and he's someone people immediately remember. This crazy guy, he did all those crazy things and he won Survivor. Um, So I, I, I think it doesn't hurt his appeal any to get him out a little sooner. Okay. All right, Tony, this would be huge. Now, could we double down on an even huger season? What if we had one tribe that had Tony and Russell Hance? That's a... That is one blue-collar tribe. What? that... I just... I don't even picture a tribe (laughs) camp. I just picture, like, an impact crater. Like a meteor just, just yes. decimated everything. Yes. Uh, can is... you imagine Ru- Russell Hans, Tony, Shambo, Jane Bright, and Sue Hawk? This is, this is a tribe that never gets to a challenge. They're busy strangling each other. <laughs> They're strangling each other. Wow. That's, again, again, Russell is someone I would, I would have in my, you know, just because his last time wasn't so hot, I'd want to save him for something a little bit bigger. Okay. But, uh, but I love me some Russell Hans, man. I never get tired of watching that guy. Do his thing. And you don't want to go say Brandon Hance is Russell Hance light. <laughs> well, you know, like it's been a while since Jeff's had a chance to practice his <laughs> skills. Uh, no, no Brandon Hance. Um, all right. So who else you got? All right. Um, okay. This, this is a guy I really like outside of the game that I, I kind of would like to see him again. Uh, he's, he's played twice. He played in Survivor um palau he played in survivor guatemala i'm talking about bobby john drinker bobby john like just like one of those like epitome of like blue collar hardworking, but still capable of like crazy survivor moments kind of guy so uh i'm going with bobby john hey bobby john back in the in the casting mix all right how about from I have a couple people from Bobby John's uh, seasons on my list. How about uh, the uh, original uh, redneck James Miller? Okay, <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> surely. I, I mean, if your name is Redneck, then you are definitely in the mix, casting mix for blue collar. Sounds more like a no collar because that's how you would get such a redneck. No. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, also, uh, another person that played with Bobby John. How about the uh, Manhattan uh, doorman? Uh, what about Judd Sargent? Hit the bell. Yes. I had Judd Sargent as one of my top three. Just uh, haven't, haven't kind of revisited that season somewhat recently. Just, you know, kind of like a bulldog, like a real interesting kind of guy. He's Maybe great TV. 
great TV. So yeah, I, I would be on board with Judd Sargent. Yes. All right. Uh, who else? Who else, Gordon? I'll just I'll just ramble through my uh, uh, honorable mentions uh, from this past season. Jeremy Collins. Yes, I have uh, someone I, I think we all like really wanted a lot from, but you know it was man the the people that were making the moves did not last long that season. Uh, the Grave Digger, James Clement. Yes, uh, this would be his fourth go around. Another guy that you think of blue collar, you think of him. Um, Tom Buchanan. Yes, Big Tom. <laughs> yeah, Big Tom. Big Tom. Been a while. Um, uh, also, going with the, the military um, theme, um, I've always felt bad for Kel Gleason. Kel Gleason. Wow. He because he's some you know that season was watched by more people than any other Survivor season. I like just thinking back to like people who haven't been back, like people have got to remember the guy with the, the, the beef jerky. Cause it was, I remember it was all my office could talk about this poor guy, whether he had it or not, who even knows. Did we even get, get to the bottom of that? I think uh, we got to the bottom of it. He did. Right. I think I'm pretty sure he did. Ugh, monster. Um, so he's someone I, I, I wouldn't mind giving a slot to. And then finally, um, the winner of survivor Tonka jeans, JT Thomas, JT, JT. Um, I've got a couple of other just uh, honorable mentions to throw out. Uh, the winner of Survivor Vanuatu, Chris Darty. All right, very very blue collar guy. What about Ralph Kaiser? <laughs> he is definitely someone. I don't want to bring back <laughs> Ralph Kaiser. I, I'd bring him onto Utopia to replace uh, uh, <laughs> uh, Red if we needed to. Um, Zane Knight. Zane Knight, man, he did not do well out there. I, I, I remember I was out there for that and it, it rained those first two or three days and he did not do well. So um, he's someone I'm afraid might not be up for the, the full run of it, but um, I liked him a nice guy, but just, you know, not one I'd, I'd bring back. Okay. Be fun though. It was a good episode. And, yeah. Great guy. Yeah. Let me try to think uh, Tom Westman also, but again, let's save him. Uh, Clay Jordan, as well. All right. So it's time to pick three. I mean, for me, the blue collar guys, though, like I want my blue collar guys to be kind of a little more like Larry, the cable guy than uh, so like I feel like people from the South, I get a, a little bit of a preferential treatment for me in the blue collar category. So I, are we both agreeing, agreeing on Judd here? Yeah. Although so now if we have Judd and we have Tony, do we need more of a Southern <laughs> flavor in this? I think you need a challenge um, guy with, with, you know, Tony was, was, was decent and Judd. I don't remember, but like, I, I think this tribe is going to need some help challenge wise. So may, maybe leaning towards your JTs, or your Jeremy's JT or Jeremy. I feel like we need at least one Southern guy in the mix here. So I feel like it's almost gotta be JT if he would do it or a Bobby John. Yeah. Again, if, and then if we're saying we're saving Russell, if we're not saving Russell, then I feel like he has to be the pick. If we're saving him, then I feel like we can go with like a JT. Uh, Russell on a six person tribe just feels like Russell's the first to go. Yeah, we're like, wasting him. We're wasting he, him. Like he, he can't hide in a six person tribe. He can hide in a nine person or a 10 person. In a six person tribe, he is, he is dead to rights. Yeah. Um, who's out first in this group? Judd, Tony, JT. Uh, and then Shambo, uh, Jane Bright, and so. Or do you want to do, talk about that at the end? Uh, let's talk about that at the end. We'll okay. go through our six and then see the first out. Is that what we did last time? I believe so. Okay, good, good. All right, no collar, no collar. Let's go back to the uh, women or men here. Wait, we went with Tony, Judd, and JT? Yes. All right, I'm writing these down. 
Okay. The memory's not so good. All right. I'm keeping a running track also. All right. Okay. No collar. No collar. You want no collar men or no collar women? Let's go no collar men. No collar men. All right. Gordon. All right. Uh, Again, the survivor that epitomizes no collar to me. Uh, This would be his fourth time on the show. Love him. Uh, Coach Benjamin. Oh, okay. Like just my definition of of no collar is, you know, somebody more in touch with their feelings, more in touch with nature, more, you know, uh, less uh, impressed with material goods. And I love me some coach. So uh, he he was my uh, my my pick for the 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 men's side. All right. Well, I'll see your coach and I'll raise you his South Pacific uh, brother from another season. Uh, how about Ozzy? Yeah, Ozzy. I, I I the only reason I didn't have him in my top three was to avoid that you know South Pacific. Yeah, there can only be one but, one of these two. Let's just say that off the you know from the jump, it's yes. either Coach or Ozzy is going to make the cut. Exactly. If uh, if either. Exactly. But we're not taking both. We've done okay. it. Um, second on my list uh, from Survivor Philippines, Survivor uh, Caramoan fans versus favorites, Malcolm Freeberg. Uh, read, read, read the guy's blog. He is the epitome of no collar. Okay. Mr. Survivor, Malcolm. You can even take his, his championship belt. Yes. Okay. All right. So uh, Malcolm in the mix. Uh, how about one of the really eclectic characters of Survivor. How about Shane Powers? Hit the bell. Okay. We got Shane Powers. We got Coach. We got Malcolm. We got Ozzy. Uh, I'll, I'll just run through real quick some of my uh, honorable mentions. Uh, Vetus. Uh, Vetus, you should totally come to yoga. Yeah, come to yoga and come to All-Star Worlds Apart. How do you have this ready so quickly? <laughs> I figured um, you were going to say Vetus. Okay, you just knew. Um, of the 400-some survivors, you knew Vetus was coming up. Um, Fabio Berza. Fabio, yeah. Fabio made the all-star <laughs> Brains versus Beauty versus Braun, but he's on my list as well. Um, I'm not sure what this guy does for a living anymore, but um, Lex Vandenberg. Ooh, Lex. Struck me as, as no collary. Yeah, he's no uh, collary. Um, this one might be a bit of a stretch. Um, Johnny Fairplay. Johnny Fairplay. Hmm. I, I think I would have him. Uh, well, I feel like he's kind of a blue collar guy. But he's, he's, he but, does such a wide variety of with the, the wrestling managing and yes. all, all the other things he does. It seems strikes me as very no collary making your own schedule kind of thing. Yeah, I guess that, that's fair. I, I think he's probably on the outside looking in, but uh, we'll put him in, in the Like mix. I said, a bit of a stretch. A bit of a stretch. Um, this one, I'm not even sure what this dude is doing these days, but I was thinking someone who just has a survivor story to tell that we never hear about. Um, Ian Rossenberger from Survivor Palau. <laughs> yes. Someone Like the guy at Final Three said, you know, eliminate me, basically. And we never hear from him again. It just seems like you show that clip to somebody and, and, and you're probably going to get their attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to finish this off with someone who I'm going to say up and down forever for the rest of my life. I want to see this person on Survivor again. Um, he does a wide variety of things. He makes his own schedule. I'm talking about from Survivor South Pacific, Mr. Jim Rice. Jim Rice. Love Jim Rice. Yeah, Jim Rice is a good guy. Um, I got a couple of other people. Um, what about from Survivor Cook Islands? What about a, a man by the name of Cowboy? Cowboy. That is a no-collar guy if there ever was one. What did he do to that guy where he left like a, 
he had a bad wind. A bad wind. And then he, then there was an indicator because he had the bad wind. This tribe will have perfect wind. Yeah, they will have very good winds. Um, What about another one from uh, Survivor Kagiyan? What about Mr. Uh, Bryce Johnston? All right. Bryce Bryce Isaiah, if you will. Yeah, that is a no-collar fella. He's a, he's a freak, and he's no-collar. Um, what about another guy who's uh, all over the world taking pictures of all these beautiful women? This is his island. What about Troyzan? Mm, that's quite a job he's got. Yes, a, a, a no-collar job, if there ever was one. And what about a, a man who would uh, be so no-collary as to take a skateboard to a tropical island? What about Skater Rob? Skater Rob. Skater Rob with two Bs. With two Bs. Yes. Uh, I thought we had an issue with him. <laughs> I'm just saying I think he would be a good member of the no-collar tribe. Okay, what about Jay Byers? No. 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 Uh, where's the taboo buzzer? Here we give him a... And, you put, you. and the only reason he has no collar is because he's probably his shirt is off. Put a shirt well, on, buddy. Once your abs reach the 10 and 12 region... Yes. Like once you've passed the six and moved on up, like why even own a shirt? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. So we have an embarrassment of riches here to work we tr- through. We truly do. Okay. Who's your must have? Uh, because coach has been around and done it so often and is again, someone who I think you can say for a later date. Uh, I don't need coach Malcolm. I kind of feel falls into that same category. Mm-hmm. People, I think the hardcores really want to see Shane powers. Again. Yes. Yes. I Shane's a must have. We need him on the no collar tribe. All right. Shane's in. Okay. Who oh, else? So we said, if we're not doing coach, we might do Ozzy, but then it's the same kind of deal where this will be Ozzy's fourth trip. Um, but you know, if Shane isn't that much of a challenge powerhouse so having Ozzy might balance him out. Yeah. I could see it. I could see it. Um, maybe this is one where we need to take a look at the women we have also, because that might also help uh, make make a call here. Um, Shane's a must-have for me. Uh, Vetus is a great pick, but are we concerned about... Uh, while Vetus never played with Shane Powers, Vetus's brother famously did play with Shane Powers. Right. And you would feel like... Uh, there could be a something going on there before the game even starts to have Vetus and Shane in the same tribe. Well, honestly, Blood versus Water taught me not to put too much faith into pregame alliances because going into that, we were all pretty sure that it was going to go one way and it went completely the opposite way. So I, I know we're going to we talk about that a lot, but that it's it's a, it's a concern especially in a six-person tribe. That really but. scares me in a six-person tribe. Right. Okay, I can see that. And with good reason, Gordon. Okay? I understand. <laughs> uh, so, uh, who else is in the mix? Uh, are we talking about Ozzy, Ozzy Coach, Shane Vetus? Um, boy, uh, Troyzan is interesting to me. Troyzan's interesting. Um, I could see him and Shane just hating each other's guts. Yeah, that's why I like that. Um, and, and, and he's somebody I feel it's now or never for this guy. It, it, the further away we get from, from one world, which is kind of a forgettable season, you know, the less likely is to come back. So I, I could be talked into Troyzan. Uh, sh- are we looking at potentially a Shane Troyzan Ozzy? Yeah, you would. I, I feel like you would need a challenge horse in there. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So I, I could go that way. It's an older group. Well, basically, this is an older season. Right. We don't have a lot of uh, too many young people on this season. But um, let's see. Maybe we could correct that when looking at some of these women. All right. No collar women. Do you have a lot, Gordon? I have quite a few. Okay, good. All right. Fire away. Well, earlier on, when we cast R.C. Sanamore, I said, hold on to your hats, Rob Sestronino, because I got something to talk about later, and that is no collar. From Survivor Philippines, young woman who was so no collar, she just, you know, doing her thing, owning her uh, whatever fancy liquor thing that I'm unfamiliar with. <laughs> yes. We know who I'm talking about, Miss Abby Maria. Abby Gomez. Maria. I believe she also uh, trades in real estate as well. From my this, un- from this, what from what I understand, a person who makes her own schedule, <laughs> she's out there with her no collar, enjoying a free neck. <laughs> Whoa! This is, the no collar. Yes, uh, Pete Yurkowski is enjoying the the uh, free neck. I'm sure. Whoa! That's, yeah, uh, that's true. And he was casting her last time. <laughs> yes, and that, was, and that was perfect. Yeah, I was just scrolling through our cast from uh, last time. I can't believe that we had uh, among the the many Survivor luminaries that made the cut. Uh, Crystal Cox made it to the Bronze Tribe. You can't tell me that's not brilliant. <laughs> Shannon Elkins, we also had on the on the Bronze Tribe with Brad Culpepper. Brilliant. We really knocked it out of the park uh, last we time. We really did. And if you remember, the reason we had Pete on the on the the, the Beauty Tribe was. We kind of, we cast people that you know had a, a history of not being the brightest bulbs on the tree, and we wanted a commentator there to you know give us like those <laughs> those like killer one liners in all of his testimonials. Yeah, uh, he have Eddie Fox made the cut also in the All Star uh, <laughs> Beauty Tribe. That's right. We wanted him to be surrounded by beautiful women, and then you know, yeah, what a great job we did. What a great we job killed, we did. We last really time. killed it. All right, so uh, all right. Abby Maria as a no collar lady. Mm-hmm. Um, how about somebody that I would definitely like to see <laughs> back on the show? Uh, somebody who recently brought me some enjoyment as I rewatched Survivor Panama. Now the Shane thing could be a concern here, but what about Courtney Merritt? Wow, well, yeah, <laughs> that she, you know, to to kind of stick in your brain for that long. And like I said, I don't have the, the best memory, but yeah, definitely fills the no collar. I can definitely, I would rather, much rather have Shane over her if it came down. Yes. To two of them. Yes. But I don't get the sense that they would get along if you put them in the same tribe. Oh no, no. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. My second pick, um, you know, from a survivor, the Australian up actually has been back a few times, but she really kind of epitomized no collar to me in, in many ways. Jerry Manthe. Jerry. Yes. Okay. And she's somebody who just had such a, an arc as far as Survivor goes from being like this hated villain to like this, you know, kind of like where she is now, where I think people enjoy her and, and are glad to see her grow up a little. Um, I think she's someone people would enjoy seeing again. Yeah. Okay. Uh, can't fight that. Um, what about somebody who... Uh, was from one of the older seasons, but as a real no collar person, what about Krista Hasty? You gotta, all right, you gotta. Survivor Pearl Islands. What did she do? <laughs> she was uh, probably, I'm trying to think, she was with Sandra, and that uh, her and Rupert and Sandra were an alliance, and then uh, she got voted out because when Sandra threw all the fish out, uh, then people thought it was uh, Krista. Oh, a, a wrong that needs to be righted. 
Uh, <laughs> I, won't like try, I won't try to force it. Okay, what about somebody who I, I'm pretty confident Survivor would never have back, but a, a real no-collar lady and also another one of these people that drama follows them wherever they go. What about Sugar, Gordon Holmes? I act, absolutely had Sugar on my list. Uh, not, not on my starting list, but on my, uh, um, on my secondary list. Really somebody who... You know, just the term no collar was invented for this person. Yes. I, I can't imagine a situation where Survivor would have her back. Um, but yes, definitely yes. Some, someone who fits fits the designation. I'm not sure she can make it through our very, you know, vigorous casting process of all the tests that we're going to conduct and whatnot. But boy, uh, the fireworks would fly. And another example, first of all, especially with Corinne. Yes. But um, the, the perfect example of the person that the casual fans love and the hardcore fans just detest. Yes. Are the casual fans like Sugar? Oh, yeah. My, my mom loved her. Because remember, she like everybody hated Randy, although Randy's hilarious. And then I'm sorry. Um, Sugar was the one that like tricked him into taking the fake idol. And she was, you know, her hilarious votes like the, the, the casuals ate that kind of stuff up. OK. Like my, a mother is, my mother is the barometer for this. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So uh, who else? All right. I don't know how no collar this person is, but this is this, this person's in the same boat as Jim Rice. Same boat. Excuse me. Somebody I want to see back on this show. Children need to know about Natalie Bolton. Natalie she, Bolton. Natalie wow. Bolton. She like how, how many women like embraced the villain role the way she did in uh, Survivor Micronesia fans versus favorites. I don't know what collar she is. I would just like to see her return. Uh, Gordon, how does your love of Natalie Bolton translate to the bedroom? In what sense? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, all right, so Natalie Bolton in the mix. All right, let's see who else do I have here. Um, let's see, these, uh, a lot of guys on my... Uh, um, Jenna Maraska, I don't know if she counts as no collar. I'm no sure. collar for Jenna Maraska. Well, she, what is she, I'm not sure what she does professionally. She, she's a days. woman of leisure. Oh, that's a, uh, how do you get that job? That <laughs> sounds awesome. Win Survivor. Uh, there you go. Um, when she was 21, right? Was that? Yes. Yeah. All right. I, I, damn it. I should have been a hot model and won Survivor 21. Yes. Um, and then finally on my list, uh, someone else who's, who's kind of out there in entertainment and doing her, her thing uh, from Survivor Redemption Island, from Survivor Caramo. I'm talking about, uh, I believe, former Miss Survivor, uh, Andrea Belke. Andrea Belke. Yeah. Hmm. I feel like, you know, she's kind of a, I guess, no collar, but I feel like that she has like a lot of different uh, jobs. Like she does acting and hosting and stuff like that. Um, like in my mind, like the no collar people to me, like I went with like a lot of like hippie people. Right. Uh, my, so I have on my list uh, the great Jessica Flicka Smith. Nice. <laughs> uh, and what about Lindsay Ogle? All right. Not that I want to bring a quitter back, but uh, right. I, yeah, I just she, went through people uh, with dreadlocks, people uh, that go to Burning Man. As long as she doesn't want to beat somebody up, you should be fine. Yeah. Okay. If she can, if she can go through Survivor without getting upset at anybody, I think we're golden. Yes. Gordon, could you explain to me, did Jeff tell you how he defines no collar? Um, no collar is kind of like, they, you know... The, the white collars make the rules, blue collars enforce the rules, no collars break the rules. They say F you and, um, you know, they kind of go by the beat of their own drum. They don't, uh, 
they don't doesn't matter what job they're doing or where they get money from. It'll money will come eventually, like that kind of free spirit kind of thing. They go by the beat of their own bongos. Precisely. That they uh, brought to the beach. All right, Gordon. So let's talk ladies of no collar. Who you got? Who's who do you feel strongly about? Abby Maria? I think since we didn't take Malcolm and we didn't take Denise, we didn't take Denise. We need a we Philippines have, representative. So we have RC and natural tension between Abby Maria and RC. Um, I think Abby Maria, even though she owns her, her liquor conglomerate, I, I think you could still make a case for her being no collar. Okay, that's fine. Would we be a moron or an idiot if we didn't take Abby Maria? Uh, a little bit of both. Okay. All right. Abby Maria is in the mix. All right. Who else? Uh, Courtney Merritt. Is she seriously in consideration? I, I don't think so. It, it seems a mistake. Fire sticks. To... She brings, she has stuff from Burning Man. Well, I forgot about that. Okay, yeah, she's in. She's in no, now. You can't, you, no, you can't have two people from the same season, even if they hate each other okay. in the same tribe. All right, then the I tri- would... The tribes are too small. I would pitch then for Jerry Manthe to take her spot then. I would second that. I need a Burning Man representative. Jerry is uh, into the Burning Man. All right. So now, who would you round out this tribe with? You know, I was trying to make Natalie Bolton fit into this, but I don't, I don't know what she does for a living. The argument's just not there. Sugar, I can't imagine being um, brought back. Andrea, again, a bit of a stretch to have no collar. Jenna Maraska, the woman of leisure. Um, well, we again, cast so- her for all-star brains versus beauty versus brawn. So I feel like to shoehorn her into a no-collar tribe, I feel like, is probably pushing it. As much as but we she, love Jenna Maraska. But she didn't win. <laughs> she Steven, didn't Steven, win. Stephen Fishbach won. <laughs> wow. Uh, I don't know. Um, what, uh, what about Angie with the tattoos from Survivor Palau? <laughs> My favorite moment from Survivor Palau is when they were doing the thing where they had, they had to fight with the pillows or whatever. Yeah. And she goes, we're not going back to immunity. I mean, tri- tribal council. Yes. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, sure I'm getting it wrong, but that's one of my favorite moments. Yeah, she was she was good, but probably uh, not memorable enough. All right, so we need a third person. All right. Um, a third no-collar lady. Could we make the argument of Sierra Easton as no-collar? <laughs> Sierra is the no-collar. <laughs> does sierra break the rules she votes out her mom that is a significant breaking of the rules yes who else is a rule breaker what about courtney yates is she a rule breaker courtney yates is she um, a model um is she, i'm i'm not sure if she has done any modeling oh, I, was she a waitress she was I'm a waitress she was she a waitress during china that's what she did on China. Although that her and Jerry Manthe are heroes versus villains tribe mates. Yeah, but didn't Jerry and them eventually voted her out? Yes. Uh, I I think she is hilarious. Man, I this would be hilarious. so much easier if Sugar wasn't crazy. Yes, I'm glad you said that. Yes, boy, I want to Sugar. I want to cast you on the show. Yeah, she she is the female wise. I would her and Manthe. I would say are like the epitome of of the collarless uh, folk. Mm-hmm. Man, I don't know if we can have her. No, well, well, it's been five years. 
<laughs> could could sugar turn over a new leaf and then uh could we could we get some sort of an exemption what a story that would be third redemption to, third to worst to first yes i mean she's got a story to tell i think for the purposes of a season that's never gonna happen we can take the risk all right <laughs> All right, well, Abby, Maria, Sugar, and Jerry, uh, plus Troy Zan, Shane Powers, and what did we say, Ozzy? Yes. Boy, uh, that's a tribe. Challenge-wise, they're going to need Ozzy. Yeah, that's a tribe right there, though. Yeah, because uh, nope. weak challenge competitors uh, along the way, but yeah, Ozzy in the mix is, is going to help us. All right, so let's take a look at our cast overall. Yeah, you know what? If Just looking at it from a top down, it doesn't seem like we have like a mega, even though it looks like we have tribes that don't will be great in challenges, all three don't look like they'll be like killers in challenges. So we might have done it right. All right, here we go. Let's talk about the the guys here. All right, so right now we're looking at uh, white-collar guys as Marty Piombo, John Cody, and John Cochran. Nothing wrong with that. And then the women are R.C., Corinne, and Kathy Vavrick O'Brien. Correct. Okay. That's good. We've got some, we've got uh, young, we've got uh, young women, we've got young men. I think this is our most well-rounded tribe. Agreed. And again, Cochran is iffy. Um, yes. But we have a lot of, of interesting replacements if, if he decides to pull up. Yeah. Who is our backup? Stephen Fishbach. Uh, Stephen Fishbach was, I think, on top of our list. Okay, good. We have a, a good, uh, we have a, a hot guy to uh, replace Cochran if we, if we need it. All right. Yes, yes we do. <laughs> blue uh, collar. All right. Blue collar. All right. Right. So right now we have for the guys, we have Judd Sargent, Tony Vlachos, and JT. Now, two winners in this tribe. Right. Are we okay and- with that? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm absolutely okay with that. I, like you kind of talked me into last time that you know I didn't want winners, I didn't want people that have been in the same season. But like, this, our purpose is to build towards Survivor's WrestleMania, and so uh, I'm absolutely like JT's got a great story, and people remember Tony, so I'm all for it. Gordon, we could have had Chase Rice, and we can't get him anymore. No, he's too big. He's too big. Got too big. Got too big. We can't get him anymore. All right, women here, blue collar. When we have Shambo, Jane Bright, and Sue Hawk, I'm just a little concerned here that you know we're gonna show this cast list to Les Moonves, and he's gonna say, "Where are the girls?" Yeah, but as far as like a like a, a blue collar uh, woman, like these, the thing is, these are three awesome picks individually. Yes, so when you put all three of them together, that. Um, there's no youth on the female side. So who was it? Jeffra you were mentioning? I, I feel like easily... we just need like a Southern bell here in the mix. Well, who do we lose then? I don't know. Uh, Shambo, Jane Bright and Sue Hawk. I feel like that the th- those having those three, I feel like there is some redundancy in those, in those three. Well, we had kind of, expressed trepidation during our dramatization if Sue Hawk would return. Uh, Shambo is somebody who I don't know. If I think she, really... she said no in the past. Yeah, I, I, I would imagine they probably would have dropped her line for Heroes versus Villains. So Shambo might be one who might not come back. Yeah, so like she, I feel yeah. like we're missing like a, you know, whether it's uh, Chelsea Meisner who made the, uh, who made our, our original all-star Brains versus Beauty versus Braun. I just feel like we're missing like a Southern Belle here. The thing is with Jeffra though is her and Tony on the same tribe. 
Yes. Well, I, I don't actually want Jeffra. Okay. I'm just saying I, a Jeffra type. Oh, what about Natalie White? Oh. <laughs> no other. Okay. If, if Shambo's out, we lose a Samoan and we would gain a Samoan. <laughs> yes. So let's, if we replace Shambo with Natalie White. Is Natalie White from the South? Yeah, I, I believe think so. so. I think you have so. three. You have three former Survivor winners in one tribe. Wow, which would make it seem overpowered, but it's it's a great story. Like mm-hmm. it's it's interesting. All right, so maybe we're gonna lose Shambo for Natalie White. And I do like the story of Natalie White. What is she without Russell? What right. happens it's- there? And then she just uh, partners up with Tony and goes to the end and beats Tony. <laughs> She kills a rat in the second to last episode. They're like, oh my God, give her a million bucks. Wow. Okay. So yeah, I do feel like we need some sort of a blue collar, late, uh, you know, younger woman there. Right. That's I, I good. Think, I feel I better about that, thing. even though I, I prefer Shambo a million times to Natalie White. I agree. I, I think we had three amazing female pictures of the blue collar, but just together, it was too much. A lot of overlap between those three. Yes. Okay. All right. So then finally, our no-collar tribe. Right now, we got Troy Zan. We have Shane Powers and Ozzy. Uh, and then we have Abby Maria, Jerry Manthe, and Sugar. Wow. <laughs> okay. That's a wild tribe also. That is a wild tribe. They're breaking I, all the rules. Just picture Shane hating Everybody? Yes. <laughs> yes. Maybe him and maybe him and Jerry might get along for a little bit. No. No, he won't get along. Not even for a little bit. Okay, never mind. No. No. It's gonna be great. And that sugar will be the new Courtney Merritt. It'll be fantastic. And look at what we're doing here. We have RC and Abby Maria. We have Sugar and Corinne. We have uh where's the other one? Jane and Marty. We have Oh yeah, this is we a- have some pretty solid Yes, going on here, and these people haven't hit the beach yet. Yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be strong. This is gonna be very very good. Yeah, but and, and we have brought Tony back. Yeah, under, it's like an underreported story. We have Tony here. Yeah, we. I I don't want to say we killed it. Yeah, I think we killed it. I think we killed it. All right, much like the rat that Nat, Natalie White will find on day thirty eight. Now, do we want to go through and see who's first out of yes, tribe? Yes, yes. Okay. All right, all right. All right, so let's take a look. Okay, White Collar Tribe. They go to Tribal Council. Marty, John Cody, and Cochran. R.C., Corinne, and Kathy Vavrick O'Brien. Okay, now right off the bat, Corinne and Cochran were together in Caramoan. Yes, I don't think that ended well. That didn't end well. Cochran's a former champion. He isn't, a, 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 isn't considered a challenge threat. Um, and again, in a six person tribe, challenge strength is more important than usual. So I could, but I could see Corinne and RC not getting along. Um, John seems pretty laid back. Yeah. Um, I feel like Marty and John is the natural alliance. And I feel like, uh, I could see Kathy with them. I, I agree. And, and then, so you got John, Marty and Kathy, they're fourth. Corinne is like, you know, both RC and, yeah. and Corinne are, are pretty savvy. Um, it's just a matter of who, like if, if I'm in the game with Corinne, I want to go with Corinne because, um, she tends to rub people the wrong way. Yeah. So, uh, I, I think the smart pick would be picking Corinne over RC to go out to, to, to stay in my Alliance. Okay. So you want to keep Corinne in the Alliance, right? I think RC is the first person out. 
You think RC is the first person up? Yes. I could see her or Cochran. Cochran on... is very charming in person. Oh, I, I, I think I, that that he will win these people over. I adore Cochran. Um, yeah, he'll be out there and be like, "I'm not going to win." You he, know, I already he won. He can't play that. He can't play that. He, that's the card he's been playing since South Pacific. He clearly can win. He's a very smart, savvy person. He won individual immunities when they counted. I, I don't think he can hide behind that facade anymore. He's going to say, uh, look, I can't win. That these there are those people in the comment section that they didn't even want me to be here. <laughs> no, but, uh, you know, I, that uh, I'm looking for a job. You know, uh, I think that uh, Cochran will win over uh, the likes of Marty Piombo and John Cody and Kathy. See, but Marty already thinks of himself as a strategist. Yeah. He knows John's a strategist. Does he want another strategist around i mean i don't think that you have unless cochran is really blowing it in the challenges um and rc is just like you know swimming uh you know and 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 basically just going into beast mode um then maybe uh you start to look at cochran but i i feel like his social game is so good he'll be able to win these guys over okay so rc sanamore Unfortunately, the first person out of the white. Yeah, it's either her or Corinne. One of those two. Those two cannot coexist. I I agree. Yes. Um, And maybe it's Corinne just because RC is going to be so good in the challenges. Maybe. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you know what? Honestly, I think at the end of the day, I'm going to revise my pick. I think it's Corinne is the first person out of this group. Shut your mouth. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, homie G. That's right. Shut your mouth, homie G. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think that Cochrane and Corinne don't get along great. I think Cochrane ends up going with Piombo and John Cody. He pushes them to get rid of Corinne. RC is good in the challenges. I think Corinne is first out. All right. Well, then let's hope White just wins all of their immunity. All right. Let's hope so. All right. Blue Collar. All right. Again, we have uh, Judd Sargent, Tony, JT, plus... We have Natalie White and Jane Bright, White and Bright, and then also <laughs> Sue Hawk. Um, again, the, the last thing these people saw before they went out to Nicaragua was they saw Tony Velachos, you know, lie, cheat, and steal his way to a million bucks. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Tony is coming back way too soon for these people. I forgot yeah. that there's a time warp here where this is Survivor 30. Yeah. So he's going to have a, a tough time of it. His, You know, but the thing is, is like your Jane's. Jane's going to be pretty useless in challenges. Might be his best bet to if if he can if he can play that card or if he can find forty idols. Um, I know he's capable of doing both. Yeah, boy. So you think Jane is the is the first person out? I, I think Jane's Jane's the first person out just on the basis of in challenges. She's yeah. Was she know, bad in the challenges? She was bad. In the, I think she won. Maybe she won like an individual one, but like she rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. She's one of those people that, you know, like when a season's done and an entire cast is not, there's like one person they don't, they all agree not to like. Yes. I think Jane was that person for Nicaragua. So wow. I don't, I don't know if she would have a tough time out there. And uh, yeah, when you're the person not contributing in challenges in a six person tribe, I think she would be in trouble. All right. What about in the no collar tribe? We got Troy Zan, Shane Powers, Ozzy, Abby Maria, Jerry and Sugar. Could the women get together here? Huh. What do you think the Jerry and Sugar dynamic is? Well, they only shared uh, like a, a couple challenges in Heroes versus Villains, so I'm not sure what their relationship is. I think you know Jerry 
Uh, they both have like an acting background. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if that helps them or hurts them. I think Jerry uh, and Troy Zan get along. I, I would agree. I think Jerry and Troy Zan can get along. I think, you know, it's, it's how, how's Shane getting along? Like, is he... Does he he ostracize himself? I don't know. I don't know. The thing that I would be afraid to vote Shane out. In what sense? In like that he would kill me after the game was over. That's okay. That's fair. Yeah. So I would be afraid for my life to vote out Shane. uh, And then Ozzy can't get rid of Ozzy. And it's too early to get rid of Troy Zan. Right. So it's either a, you know, heroes versus villains redux and they get rid of sugar. That is, she's getting on everybody's nerves. But if not, then I could see it being Shane. So Sugar or Shane? Yeah. Also, Abby Maria was uh, particularly bad in the challenges. Yeah, that's true, too. But I I do feel like even though she was uh, somebody who did not get along well with people on Survivor, I do feel like she gets along better with people uh, in real life. Yeah, it's one of those interesting cases where you see someone on TV and you're like, what what an a-hole. But then, like, and I have this this situation a lot. I'll interview someone before the game starts, and I'll think they're delightful, and then they'll go out be like and be like. Nayanka is a perfect case. I interviewed her before Nicaragua, and I was like, "This game's going to eat her alive. She's such a sweet girl." And then she went out there and was a terror. So, Abby Maria, if if, if she can show people the Abby Maria outside of the game, I think she could do well. Okay, all right. So the person wrote it off first. I hate to say it, but I I think it would be Sugar. Sugar. Yeah, I hate that we picked three women to go out first on each of the tribes. Yeah, uh, but I mean, you know, but you know, I keep saying like a six-person tribe. Like you, if there isn't like an obvious like person who's just terrible at, at challenges and Sugar, Jane, I don't know, Corinne. I still, I still don't buy this Corinne thing. I still think John because he's a <laughs> yeah. But kid. I'm just going by the history of the six-person tribe. So brains versus beauty versus brawn. The first person voted out in that season on the brains tribe was David Sampson. Followed by Garrett, which was two two guys in a row. Uh, on the Beauty Tribe, it was Bryce. He was the first guy voted out of the Beauty Tribe, and then the Braun Tribe. Did they vote out? Uh, did they? I don't. Did they vote out anybody first? No, I don't think they had to go to the Tribal Council before the swap. Right, you're you're correct. Uh, and then in Survivor Philippines, the first guy voted out of the Matt Singh tribe was Zane, the previously aforementioned Zane, and then uh, Penner's tribe. Uh, was that Tan Dang? Penner's, uh, Penner's tribe didn't vote anybody out until they got members of Matt Singh. Yes. Well, no, I thought, uh, yeah, and then did, they didn't vote out Denise. So it was... No, I'm sorry, that, that was Calabaw. Calabaw. Uh, they voted out Dawson there. So it was a right. woman there. Uh, and then I think you, then you have to go back to, uh, what, Survivor All-Stars for the last uh, three-person? And, and uh, I don't remember any of uh, yeah, if any men were voted out first in six person tribes there. So I, I didn't. I didn't come here to talk about survival. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. So um, even though we, I think we uh, may have uh, probably gotten it wrong, um, it's not. It's not always a woman that gets voted off early. In no, these, here's uh, the thing: the casting tribes. is flawless. Yes. But you know, Survivor is like a bag of marbles. You you throw it on the ground, you're never going to get the same outcome twice. Yes. Okay. Gordon Holmes, this is the perfect Survivor no-collar, white-collar, blue-collar, all-stars season. I am really proud of what we've done here. We've done a great job. Who's the winner? Who wins uh, this season? Who wins this season? Um, 
Who's Natalie the contenders? White. Natalie, Natalie like, White in the I final like two with Tony. Is the unbeatable duo. Natalie's killing rats left and right. They get to the end. Everybody hates Tony, and they give it to Natalie. Is that how it goes? Yep. Natalie White. Yeah, she pulls a Sandra. Yeah, it's a Samoa Redux. <laughs> yes. And does Tony say that the game is flawed now? <laughs> he, he. What does he? What does he say? Look, this game is flawed. I played a better game than Natalie. She didn't do anything. She was following me around the whole time. I tried to give her $10,000 so I could be the sole survivor. She wouldn't give it to me. I'm done. Natalie is uh, out of my bag of tricks. All right, what does is, what is Jonathan Penner say? <laughs> this was the worst season I've ever seen. <laughs> All right, what does Russell Hans say? <laughs> Why wasn't I on this season? Why why wouldn't they put Russell Hans on? <laughs> you for me, you don't you don't have to produce this and put it on your site, but for me, you need to do a round table. Yes, <laughs> of, of everybody. Uh just like just having them like d- discussing a movie or something yeah. that doesn't have to have anything to do with survival. Yeah, we're working on a Pixar movie. Oh, yes. Yes. It's going to be very exciting. All right. Uh, Gordon Holmes, I know you have uh, so much coverage uh, coming up here with this Survivor preseason. Uh, Could you give us a little bit of a tease to what you have planned uh, in the days leading up to Survivor 30? Let me tell you something, Rob Sesternino. I went through, I I kind of have put this to the side as I focused uh, on Blood versus Water 2. I I broke open my notes and my recordings and everything from uh, Survivor 30 today to, to prep for this. And I am so excited. Um, you know, I've been out there before and, you know, there's been seasons that, that, that look like they're going to be good. Seasons look like they're going to be bad. This one just feels right. Uh, Probst has been raving about this cast and I second that emotion. Um, I'm really, truly excited for this season. You know, I'm going to have, let's see, you know, once the cast is announced, we'll have a cast announcement. I have an interview with Probst where he goes over the, the twists. I have a breakdown of of how he would handle each individual person if he was in the game with them. We have the first immunity challenge. We have what I think is a second immunity challenge, breakdowns of those. Um, I have individual interviews with all 18 of the survivors, with John Kerhofer. Um, what else we got? We're going to have, like, I, I started a Instagram because I have, like, a billion old survivor photos I've never done anything with. Uh, it's Gordon W. Holmes. Um, that, that's an Instagram and I've been posting pictures from Gabon and Nicaragua and the Philippines, blood versus water and South Pacific. And I'm going to have pictures, um, as soon as the cast is announced of this upcoming season, there's so much content. Um, I have never been this excited for a season and I, I have no financial state stake in whether or not as well. So I hope you, you can trust me in being honest with this. This is just, you know, Probst is kind of like, he, he's got no poker game. Yeah. I think. Like, you know, like, what do you think of the season? And he'll be like, I think it's a really interesting season. Or I think the season's going to surprise people. Like, yeah, that's it's what he like says. Jeff is like, uh, yeah, I want to set you up with my friend. Oh, what she's like. Uh, she's nice. Right. But when, you know, if the girl is hot, he's be like, she is so hot. <laughs> and he is, he, is, he is saying this is a hot Is it season. a hot or cute season? This is the season is fine. Um, <laughs> but based on what I saw when I was out there, um, I am I have nothing but uh, excitement and I'm very, I can't tell you how much I've been. It's been tough to watch Blood versus Water because I knew what was for dessert. So I am super psyched. Whoa. Okay. So you didn't fill up on Blood versus Water? It's, it was hard. Like it was to, to come home from 30 
And, you know, and I do have a, a special spot in my heart for the, the, the seasons I've been out for. But to, to be, to have to, 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 you know, like, I just, I, I couldn't get into it. Um, it just to start, I, I thought it ended up being like it had the right winner and there were some very interesting moves. But like in the back of my mind, I, I kind of knew that um, the main event is coming um, on February 25th. So I'm, I'm very excited. All right. Can't wait to see it. Follow Gordon Holmes on Twitter at Gordon Holmes. Uh, Gordon, have you picked somebody for the power rankings yet for season 30? I haven't. Um, I haven't. Uh, you have not been approached by any of these uh, Survivor 29 players? I haven't. Like, no, like, like I, I like I like enthusiasm. Like when someone. Me comes, too. Like I, I want someone who did well, who's funny. Spencer was the was like reached out to me and I was like boom I want like I wanted Spencer to begin with so when he reached out it made it extra extra special for me um, but nobody has reached out yet so I'll probably put it to a vote um, to the fans to see who they're uh, who they're interested in seeing uh, do the power rankings there I understand if people are intimidated because I have like a five season win streak yeah. something along it's embarrassing it, it's it goes along with my immunity challenge streak which is now um, as far as I can tell you at five uh, challenges long it might be. It might be longer. It might be. It might have been snapped when I was out there. I can't say for, uh, for sure yet, but yes. uh, it is impressive. Okay, very impressive. All right, well, Gordon, uh, fantastic job. Everybody is impressed. Uh, Jeff is impressed at the work that we did here today. Nicely done, Rob. Yeah, so everybody is uh, psyched about this cast we put together. Uh, as am I. All right, real quick, Gordon, before we go, uh, do you have a hashtag for this episode? Yeah, I jotted this down, and I want to think I'm the person that coined this. Hashtag plaid collar plaid collar all right very good gordon uh have a good one and uh enjoy the rest of the survivor 30 preseason thanks you too rob all right everybody there you have it that was the great gordon holmes talking about the all-star version of survivor worlds apart very fun to do this podcast i hope that survivor gives us many more opportunities to do all-star versions of these seasons uh, in the future anyway looking forward to what should be a lively conversation with you guys in the comments i'm expecting to see many comments that say my here's my version and it's much better blah 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 but anyway that's the kind of stuff we like to see in the comments so let us know your take on the season if you have a minute and you think that we have done some good work in the past year on Rob as a podcast and you'd like to see Rob as a podcast nominated for podcast awards you can nominate Rob as a podcast in the entertainment and the people's choice category uh, no need to nominate in other categories they get pissed if you nominate a show in too many categories so we'll just go for entertainment and people's choice uh, for this year you can go ahead and do that at podcastawards.com they're only letting you do it one time uh, per email address this year so it's not like you have to do it every day so if you want to do it and you think we're worthy podcastawards.com looking forward to our next show hopefully uh, we will be talking about the real cast of Survivor Worlds Apart sometime soon. Have a great week, everybody. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye.